The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I was like, you know, we've never done in the podcast. We've gotten kind, we've gotten angry about situations going on in the world, rightfully so. I was so ready to scream and like have a, some vitriolic, fuck you! Like I, I was, I was, when, and I still am. I just am less like immediately angry. I've had some time to think about it, but once once that those papers got leaked, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about by virtue of, you know, and I know you said you may have a different take on it, which I totally want to hear. Um, but, you know, as you guys all know, um, <laughs> this, the Supreme Court had a promissory note um, that got <laughs> leaked, quote unquote leaked, which yeah. we can talk about who did that and why. There's some people thinking it might have even been a radical right um, to galvanize the base. Um, also, there was an interesting theory. Um, and by the way, if you guys don't know, you've had you've been living under a rock. You're going to hear this on Tuesday. We're recording this a few days in advance. It's fairly fresh and new. It's only been around for a few days, so I'm sure by Tuesday there'll be even more um, sort of different takes yeah. on, on it. Uh, but Roe v. Wade, um, which was a case in 1972 which essentially decriminalized and put um, the right for women to have safe, effective um, medical care uh, via abortions tied to the right to privacy. Um, it was like 14th Amendment. Um, yep. Here, um, and then secondarily, there was the one in 1992, and I always forget the name of it. It was Planned Parenthood versus yeah. or God, I'm, I'm so bad. Sorry, I'm old and befuddled. Um, so essentially that case added precedence to the precedence. So this is called the super precedence. So in law precedence is, I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so it's very difficult for a court to overturn or to hear a case differently if there was firm precedent set prior. That's how the courts work. So the fact that Alito, um, wrote out this. I mean, it was. It's pretty clear where he stands. Um, and we can talk about the Supreme Court and how they get, um, you know, how they come to be Supreme Court justices and um, the ability to be able to lie during confirmation, which they all did, because uh, apparently, when asked, none of them thought this would be a very big deal. And of course, there's precedence. And so um, that's another thing to talk about. We can also talk about. The fact that the most inept, the the only two presidents to become president and lose the popular vote are responsible for four Supreme Court people now. Yeah. 
out of nine. So well, and you can almost count it as five in a way because they denied Merrick, Mer- Merrick Garland. Garland. Yeah, that even, was McConnell. Yeah, McConnell even wouldn't even bring it to the Senate, which, which was, was unconstitutional. Yeah. And this is going to go into what we're going to talk about, which is the utter incompetence and the unwillingness to do the right thing by the Democrats. Um, I come away from this after stewing on it for a few days, more upset at the Dems than I am at the right. The right is the right. They're the, they're the big, dumb bully that you know exactly what they're going to do and when they're going to do it because they tell you. They tell you exactly what they're going to do. And this is finally, I think, the nail in the coffin by virtue of uh, faith in the Democrats to do anything properly. Um, even when they hold power, they're inept, they're incompetent, they're, um, they're completely flaccid. They have no fucking teeth. Millie mouthed. Uh, it's just, you know, they're too, listen. Terrified to offend. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm so upset at so many people. Number one, um, obviously the Democrats um, for literally not doing anything to protect us against this ruling. This is going to mean states' rights, which I know the right just loves to shove down your throat. However, you're going to have approximately 20 states-ish that are right away. It's going to be a ban. Uh, Louisiana being one of them that want to look to make it criminal homicide. Yes. Um, At the moment of conception. Yeah. And then other folks saying that even if you cross a state border... Because we're in Colorado. We're going to be a safe haven because we are surrounded by idiocy. We're going to unfortunately be overwhelmed. Our medical systems will be overwhelmed with people fleeing their states to come here. Uh, other states like Texas are trying to make it criminal regardless as if you get it in another state. So as soon as you come back over the border, if they have some secret abortion police that know about it, they'll prosecute. Or or tattletale like well, they've already like done. Texas, like, right? Like yeah, Texas, that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, it's so there's that part of it. There's a lot of people to blame. I'm gonna let Bobby talk for a little bit, but I I, I have some I have some yoga fire for fucking for all you Street Fighter fans out there. I have some uh, yoga fire for uh, a number of different people. I feel are responsible for this happening. Right, and we're gonna try to make this conversation. As brief as we can, but, but it's this is hyper important. Like this would be so irresponsible for us not fuck. to talk about this. We try every week to not talk politics. So dumb shit I know. Fucking. Can I muster up a, a tiny devil's advocate silver lining moment here? I think I know where you're going to go. So and we haven't talked about this, but I fifty th- years ago, the culture war with the Republican Party began. And it was predicated on race initially. And then they realized that race was not going to cut it because there's a lot of black people. And they decided they were going to shift the culture war because of the Roe v. Wade decision. And they have been winning elections based on this now for a couple of generations. The fact of the matter is this decision, as disheartening as it is, is going to affect many, many people's lives directly. We've already seen states defund Planned Parenthood and clinics like that because they're not willing to have those services offered in their states. So that was, that's been the attack plan for a while. Um, we're already seeing 
people not ha- not coming to Colorado for abortions, but they're coming to Colorado to get basic services provided to um, to lower class citizens, to economically deprived citizens that need to get a fucking pap smear or need to get um, treatments for a variety of different things that Planned Parenthood does. I go to Planned Parenthood to get my fucking STD testing. Plan, done. You know Planned I mean? Parenthood abortions make up something around 3% of it's what Planned Parenthood does. It's a very small part of the services that they provide. But right? this is the bullshit culture war. This is right? the bullshit culture war. So when Roe v. Wade happened, it was a gift given to the far right in this country to wage culture war and put it on ballots everywhere and have won elections, countless elections, throughout the last, you know, five five decades. The Democrats, and I want to be, the, the progressives in this country have an opportunity to do the same. We can take control of this country by using this as a galvanizing moment when everybody has been told us, I mean, my entire life, I've been told this is never going to happen. Roe v. Wade is <laughs> never going to be overturned. How many justices have sat in that chair and said, no, there's no way. This is decided law. We're, we're done talking about Roe v. Wade. And here we are in 2022 being given this beautiful gift that is going to hurt so many people. But there is going to be decades of winning if, and you alluded to this, if the progressive parties in this country have the balls to actually do something about it and put put legislation, every state is going to have legislation on the ballot in November concerning abortion rights. So we need strong-willed, powerfully-minded, passionate people to put the op because look, I mean, it's something like seventy percent of this country firmly believes that Roe v. Wade should have been upheld. That Absolutely. reproductive rights and well, this is another thing fe- they don't want a federal ban on abortion. Seventy percent of the entire country, a hundred percent. And we have a moment to reframe this argument. This is not about abortion. This is about your body. This is about Autonomy. reproductive rights. This is about women and men together and let's don't forget the the trans community because a lot of those people can get pregnant too hate to break it to you um we're not i mean this is and they're women we're talking about women so like i don't know i i want to be really careful the way i phrase this but because this is going to hurt so many people this is going to cause let's be honest so many deaths i mean so many deaths words I'm I'm not trying to make light of that. I'm just telling you they are not seeing the outcome. And we're probably not going to see the ultimate outcome. We won't be around for it. But this is going to shift that war. This is going to change so many people's lives. Lower income families that are no longer going to be able to get medical care at these clinics. Not abortions. Medical care are not going to be allowed to do that anymore. I mean, this is going to galvanize so many populations I have, if there's leadership that actually fucking does it. <laughs> there's the rub. The big if. Um, I agree with you. Um, once you get past the anger of this happening right under our nose, 
once you get past the anger of the vocal loud minority taking control, which is the most undemocratic thing in the world. If you love democracy and America, this is one of the most un-American things that could have happened because of the Electoral College, um, because of a lot of different reasons. I'll go down kind of my hit list of people I think that are responsible for allowing this to happen. But the aforementioned Bush, Trump, not winning the popular vote. They shouldn't have been there anyway. There's that argument. Um, there's the argument that, um, you know, uh, Senate, uh, Supreme Court confirmations need to be a little bit more aggressive because if they're able to boldface lie to you, you cannot kick these people out. It's a lifetime appointment. Um, I'm very upset retrospect. We love uh, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She had the opportunity to retire and allow us to put a blue um, Supreme Court. That's a fact. She, she, she said no. We could have loaded the court up a little bit. I'm pissed off at Bernie bros that said since Bernie wasn't there, I'm just not going to vote. Yeah. Um, this is all of your chickens and our chickens collectively coming home to roost. I do not like Hillary Clinton. I would not let her hold $20 for me. And get it back next week. I don't trust her. She is an absolute corporate shill. But if you're going to tell me that she would have put anything other than three left-leaning judges in there, you'd fooling yourself. Um, I would rather a corporate shill than someone that panders to white nationalists and racists of all creed and color. Look, (laughs) if if you're not a white elitist, they hate you. Everybody out there that you may be poor and white with Trump Pence stickers still on your truck, they don't like you. They hate you. They abhor you. They use you as fodder. They've tricked you into believing in all of this bullshit. You guys are pawns. You're pawns in their game. They get to grift and make money. On the flip side, we have Pelosi and Schumer who spend their entire careers campaigning and doing very little to help us. Very little. Um, Ask Pelosi's tax fucking portfolio. I mean, stock portfolio, how it's doing. Um, She's more concerned about personal wealth and a legacy than she has ever worried about protecting our rights. I am not saying Dems are better than Republicans, but aren't I? Are you telling me go take uh, go take uh, a woman from Colombia that's living in Texas for the last twenty years is a single mom with two kids. She has a baby on the way. Tell her as she's crossing the border into Colorado to try to fucking get an abortion. Explain to her how Republicans and Democrats are the same. Explain to her how they're oh, oh they're all the same. They're not. They're not. Stop fooling yourself. Just because you're upset at the world doesn't mean you don't have a responsibility. And this is kind of the tirade part. I, I, it, it makes me so angry that we've allowed this to happen collectively as a country. 100%. We put Bush into power by not doing what we needed to do by voting um, as far as voting is concerned. We allowed Trump to weasel in. Um, and I blame a lot of that on Hillary and her campaign, but I also blame it on people that just sat home because you know what? They're all the same. And maybe are they the same now? Right. Are they the same now that they've literally taken away a constitutional right from you? Are they the same? Are they? Are they really? 
I don't think so. I think this is, like Bobby said, an opportunity. I hope in 2022, um, I'm not feeling great about the midterms, but if we magically- I'm feeling better. I'm f- See, and this is the thing. Regardless of what we do in the midterms, it's not going to change what's about to happen. No, it's not. Um, I'm I'm really upset at us not being honest with ourselves and saying we need somebody in there that's going to appoint. This was always the threat. If they get power, they're going to do this. And if you think uh, birth control's not next, if you don't think... Alito said this in his, he said, it is not deeply rooted in American history. Well, either is the right for women to vote, either is the right for people of color to vote, either is gay marriage. That's not deeply rooted in America's history. So why not just get rid of that either? You know, it is slavery, ownership, redlining. That's deeply rooted. So are we, let's just turn back the clock, man. Let's just turn it all back. This is talk about slippery slopes. If this doesn't wake you up and make you understand, they took a 50-year-old, super-precedented, constitutionally confirmed case and ran it over. No, I, because they can. And this has been their agenda the whole fucking time. Well... <laughs> Sorry, I'm no, just, it's fucking I, infuriating. No, I mean I'm taken aback by your passion, and I I got a 13 year old daughter, man. I what agree with fuck? you 100. percent You know, um, they I, don't care. You know, rape, incest, it doesn't matter. It's a it's God's creature until they're born, and then they can go fuck themselves. Then we don't have prenatal care. We don't have food stamps. We don't have any assistance once you're born. But God forbid you touch the precious life inside the belly. And then as soon as you're born and you're a person of color or a woman, go fuck yourself. Go pound sand, kid, because we got nothing for you by virtue of fucking benefits or help. Well, and there's one more angle I think we should talk about before we, because we're closing in on 20 minutes. All right, for our sorry. Intro. Okay, no, I got fine. it out. I feel we're better. Gonna, we're going to lighten it up. I but feel better, guys. One thing I will say, like, we're talking about, and look, there's hypocrisy on both sides. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, but I find it really crazy to think that we've had a movement in the last few months on the right that has fought to have marital rights for 12-year-olds. That's happened in they states fought. like Tennessee, Tennessee, you know, I should be able to marry a 12 year old. Um, they want 12 year olds to be able to buy assault rifles and Ooh. have rights to do so <laughs> that, you know, why couldn't why can't my kid have an M16 at 12 years old? Makes sense. You know, totally makes sense. Um, they want to elevate rights for these people. But if a 12 year old gets raped, which, by the way, happens all the fucking time. Um, sometimes by a family member, by Mostly. an uncle, by Mostly. a stepdad, by a father, by... 80% of assault on children happen from somebody that's known in the family. Yeah. So this is one right for 12-year-olds we certainly are not going to grant for a family to be able to make a very fucking difficult decision and not force this young person to carry that child to term this this it's cruelty on a level that i cannot even fathom bobby they hate them they hate those people they hate them i know they don't care about us man they don't fucking care about us they don't 
So be worried about fucking trans bathrooms. Be worried about they're taking our guns. And be worried about immigration. Keep your eyes constantly off the prize. Let those guys swindle you into giving you money for fucking doom prepper buckets and fucking uh, Sean Hannity mugs. And you keep buying all of that shit, man, and see what happens. Hey, sorry. We're back. Ah! It's been a week. It's infuriating, um, guys. Sorry. It's sorry, been... sorry, sorry. No, no apologies. It's all good. Um, we should introduce ourselves. You know. Talk about who we are. Despite the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we love doing fart jokes and weenie in the butt stuff. Uh, this is, uh, I'm pretty safe to assume this is Durango's favorite podcast. This is the Whiskey Reel. It's a whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are here many miles above the Earth's surface, here in Cloud City and Mountainside Entertainment Studios, straight ballin'. We are surrounded by rich mahogany and leather-bound books. We are. Literally. That's literally where we are. It smells uh, like privilege. It does. It does. I mean, <laughs> so does every day of our <laughs> lives, Bobby. Uh, but... We are in a lovely, lovely studio. It is beautiful out there. Come on, Summer. Kick me in the balls, Summer. I love it. Um, It's beautiful outside. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm here with my brethren. Um, You know what we do here. Uh, We talk, um, hopefully not all politics, uh, but sometimes, dude, this last six months, shit's been popping off, and what do you say, dude? Like, you know, we can talk about Madison Cawthorn naked humping his friend on camera. I'm sure he'll explain that one away, too. Ooh, okay. um, I have a take on that. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> um, sitting across from me, there's there's essentially two people that run this shit, and we're both here. I know in the intro it says, expressed by these three assholes, Sean Moe will forever live as a fan. Oh, no, he's in he's our studio. Honorary. He's, he's behind me hanging up on a wall. Just his big cinder block head. He's our it's Grim Reaper. Mounted. <laughs> um, sitting across from me is a lovely man. Um, he's no longer doing as many bad things to himself as he was. He's kind of taken his foot off the gas. Because you know what, guys? We're not young anymore. I don't know if anybody's looked in the... I avoid mirrors. I, I would I would cover them like a Jewish family does Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> my house is filled with black spray painted mirrors um just cuz uh but sitting across from me is a lovely young i still call him a young man he's younger than i am so there uh you guys know him as the gallivanter of your dreams <laughs> he he wispily dances among your smooth grooves in your head he is the bobby duke he is a newly acquired member of the New Orleans Saints, the Honey Badger. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, brother. Uh, this is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes. Just BVN if you're nasty. Guys, it's so good to be back. Fuck yeah. It's been seven days, and it's seven days too long. I wish it's been... Gross. No, don't ever do that. <laughs> don't ever. Don't ever, don't do ever bring that, that band up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because of that, I'm going to give you one nickname this week. Good. Antonio Brenderas, my brother. Yeah. My my bruv. Bruv. If, if anyone ever tries to attack the block, 
Oh, God. We're going to be back to back. Nice. You and I. What a reference. Uh, I love that so much. I'm a, I got a nickname we haven't used in a long time. What's that? My good friend, Mr. Aaron Brandis, a.k.a. Wolfgang Fuck. Yeah! I haven't heard that one in a long time. That's I awesome. I know. That one occurred to me earlier. Today. We had some good ones. We really, we, really we did, did have some good ones. Um, Sean used to call me the Shag Bandit. Yeah, the Shag, which is, you know. know. It was a funny one. It's phonetically fun. Uh, John Brown called me Squatch Toe. Squatch Toe is a good one. I don't know. Squatch Toe I kinda is know, like, really good. Yeah. Um, Sean actually had he had more AKAs than anybody on the show. He really the Fried Piper, <laughs> Jesus Chuddlesworth. Jesus Chuddlesworth was one of my favorites. I always liked that one. Uh, Reverend Chudinsky, <laughs> Reverend Chudinsky, Lord Loquacious. Yeah, Lord yeah. Loquacious. He's going to be back, guys. By the way, uh, at some point we're going to. He's been out of town. He's been in New York. Yeah, he's up in New York he's with them goombas. Yeah, um, yeah, doing fun New York shit. You know what we're doing. You know what we're doing. You know what we're doing? We're drinking whiskey. We are, this man. Is what we do. What did you get? It's called the fucking whiskey reel. So it is I mean, called the whiskey reel. We so we may of... as well talk about whiskey. Yeah. Um, and we're actually coming in way earlier than we did last week where we waited an hour before <laughs> we talked about whiskey. We had a lot of shit to talk about. Um, we always do. This is a similar product to what we did last week. Um, to you lovers of the Irish fair, I decided to double down <laughs> <laughs> and get something that on its face, is the same product. Yeah? But it's not. It's so not. It is not the same product. Excuse me. Um, it's working. <laughs> hey. The kombucha is coming hey. back on me. Um, Could I get one of them? This is called the Whistler Irish Distiller Select Double Oaked Small Batch Triple Distilled <laughs> Good Bushmills is what I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, this, I like this product. I like this product a lot. Um, Glendola from last, Glendola. 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 Um, from last week, another fine Irish whiskey. Double barreled. Um, when you first, this is double oaked, but same fucking thing. Same thing. Same thing. Um, when you first tried this, what, what hit you, my friend? Um, I will say after reading it, like, so why Bobby mentioned the Glendalach last week, why it's similar to this, because right off the bat, it says double oaked. And then right away, you understand, just like last week, it was started in American bourbon barrels and then finished in Oloroso sherry barrels. That's the exact same process. It's from the same part of the world. So it's kind of, I'm glad you bought this because it's a really nice back to back on how different spirits are in general. We get a, we get a very up our own ass about certain things. But it's really cool to see, oh, you did it that way. This is why, you know, distillers, vintners, brewers are so important in the process. Changes everything by virtue of the person who's in control of the who, what, when, where, and how of what happens regardless. It's like Cabernet from Napa could be made 80 different ways from the same three square miles at the same time. So it's really interesting. This on the nose, I smelled it and I was like, this is motherfucking Jameson. Yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> That's we always exactly say, what you said. Yeah. That we, we always like to say that it's the un, we haven't created an adjective yet to describe Irish whiskey. It just smells Irish. Um, we've made jokes. It smells like 
dirty wife beaters and it smells like, you know, domestic violence and, you know, all those Irish tropes that we can still banty about. It well, smelled. We're all. We're all- a lot Irish, so <laughs> I, yeah, I know. By the way, we're Irish, so Some whatever. More than others. Shut up, you mix. Um, this smelled very much Irish on the nose, and then I took a sip, and boy, howdy, this is completely different from last week. It is round, soft on the attack and mid palate. It is very caramely. A lot of vanillins, a lot of barreling involved. You brought up char. All of these things happen, but it's a very pillowy rich Irish whiskey. Like you alluded to when you said in the beginning, my first thought was this is like an elegant Bushmills. Yes. Right? This really has that same viscosity, but elegant. It has the same flavors, but elegant. You can just tell this is a better made product going down that same pathway. What did you think? How do you make a product that is not hot? It's certainly, like you say, this is very soft on the approach. Doesn't have an American whiskey heat to it. And it's it. an 80 proof, by the but way. Just not sweet. No. N- not overly sweet no. at all. Um, not wispy. Not overly diluted. No. Not, you know what I mean? Um, it just tastes really nice and soft going in your mouth. And then this really nice body to it, man. The middle of this is... It's rich. Very rich. Yeah. There are some different profiles going on here. I haven't figured it all out yet. I don't plan on figuring it all out. (laughs) I make it a point not to figure it all out. (laughs) But great... What did you pay? Um, This is less than 30. To me, this is a very solid buy i i'm gonna almost go out on a limb like we all love our tealings and we 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 love our really elevated irish whiskeys um this as far as like we always like to say if you had one of each and you had a home bar like this is an easy that you always yes. get this um for an irish whiskey from memory and I'll, if you jogged my memory i could probably say oh yeah i forgot about that this is an everyday sort of Irish to have around. Yeah. This is pour a finger in a glass, sit on the porch while the sun's going down and sip it. We're, I have an ice cube in mind now and it's not fucking destroying this at all. all. Um, The dilution is helping it get a little bit more um, light layered. Yeah. And elegant, you know? Yeah. Um, But as far as a base spirit, like I said, yeah, sure. Throw it in a mule, throw it, whatever. It, yes, yes to all those things. But I really think this would be best enjoyed either neat or with an ice cube with somebody, at least if you don't love, you like, um, that doesn't owe you money and doesn't uh, vote in Tennessee uh, would be my personal thing that I would go for. Yeah. Um, lovely product, man. Yeah, really. It kind of glad gold. I picked it up. It got a it got a whiskey advocate ninety, which that's that's not something to poo poo. Um, they no, don't they, they don't hand out nineties very often. Exactly for yeah. products that are under thirty bucks. It's really impressive. Yeah, this is maybe what a couple of bucks more than JMO. Yeah, so why don't you yeah, just, just spend two more dollars? Get, and by the way, JMO's for shooting, not sipping. I don't care what you heathens say. It's I know a, a shot. Lot of, it's a shot. It's a shot whiskey. This is not, man. I mean, no. you could shoot it, sure. It'd actually be a super easy shot. But this is very sippable, not hot, only 80 proof. Um, 
It's just good product, guys. I don't know how many people carry this. Our sponsor of the program is uh, Old Wagon Wheel Liquor, just below us in Cloud City. If you look down from Cloud City, they're right there. It's right across. They're from across the, from the the moat. The moat, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, the drawbridge. Um, they're right across from Walgreens in the Town Center Plaza. Uh, right by Baskin Robbins. You guys all know where it is. I know sometimes the fucking the parking lot can be a clusterfuck sometimes. I get it. Um, however, if you just don't come here between four and five, you'll probably be okay. Lovely people, great, expansive product. Always check your engine in that parking lot because a vagrant will crawl up there and like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh my god because they seek warmth this is the time of year in it in oh it. yeah um this by the is way the time I, of year. most of those people are dealing with mental health issues and sure economic strife sure we shouldn't make light of their plight but if you want to throw them a 99 also they don't listen to podcasts so. <laughs> <laughs> um if you want to throw them a 99 nanners on the way out of wagon wheel go ahead and do that a 99 <laughs> Oh, okay, so again, guys, um, this is the Whistler Irish whiskey, double oaked, small batch, triple distilled. Yep, fucking Just super nice. Go into Wagon Wheel and go. They'll they'll bring you one. They'll that was you're a really good Whistler. Thanks, man. Jesus or they'll just Christ. throw us out. <laughs> Either way, it's kind of a win win. Um, anyway. Go buy some of this, and then Bobby's going to give you the phone number and the email and tell us how you like it. You yeah, guys please. don't do yeah. that enough. I was approached by a lovely lady. Which one? On at During the Grand Tasting, and oh, I was so oh, horrible with names. One of our die OG diehard yeah. listeners. Um, her name is Kylene. Kylene, I'm so sh- I'm sorry, Kylene. I I trust saw her me, today. I'm she horrible. Forced me to give her a hug, which I was glad to do because she's <laughs> delightful. I love her so much. She had a wonderful story she told me that actually made me well up. Yeah. Um, in the middle of a cocktail party, which don't do that ever again, Kylene. Um, <laughs> but it was a lovely story. I'm so happy you shared it with me. It made me feel really good. Um. I, you guys out there, Dana, Foz, who we just saw in the Grand Tasting too, who, by the way, Foz is like the next general manager of the universe. He's like running a statewide. Oh he's he's state. He's the the Colorado um, director of wine for Chateau Saint Michel. I know that's baller, dude. The guy so is congrats, such a star. my brother. Yeah, he's an he's an animal, and he will hear this and he will love it. Yeah, he's uh, an animal. By the way, he goes by Andrew. <laughs> Foz. Um, I professionally nicknames in Andrews because uh, two spaces down from him was our old friend Muff. Yeah, Muff was there. Yeah. Muff was there. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> I don't know because there's a lot of Andrews in this part of the yeah, country, and we don't call them that. Nobody's there's something I- about that name <laughs> that we're just like, man, fuck that. It feels way too official. Uh, we need to give you a goofy nickname. Um, I'm going to call you Ringtone. <laughs> Johnny Ringo. Um, all you guys out there, Kelly, Dana, all you guys, you guys never get in touch with the podcast, even though I know you guys listen. Give us a little ring. At least just 
tell us how you are. Give us a song to pick for the day. I know we're Do happy something. with listens, but we're way happier when we hear from all of our friends. And honestly, it's a good excuse to talk about you guys. And, you know, I mean, it's it's it could be mutually self-serving, put it that way. I know. Especially if you guys got something important. Kelly and Nolan are getting married this summer in Durango. You know, like that's a big thing to talk about. That's awesome. And there's a lot of people that love those kids that live here. Yeah. You know, so that's something fun to talk about. Um, anywho. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I heard, I listened to a podcast that actually Rex um, showed me. And it's it's a black young lady and a black gay gentleman. It's called The Read. And it's super ghetto. Like in a best possible way. They're just funny. They're irreverent. Um, they're very off the cuff and they always have these wonderful like sayings and they're just super smart, funny people. And uh, they called one of their episodes, Tackle Me Chapelmo, um, which <laughs> made me giggle. Uh, <laughs> if you guys didn't hear, <laughs> I got to give them full credit because that wasn't me. Um, if you guys didn't hear, at the Hollywood Bowl, my hometown, Hollywood Bowl, by the way, if you're ever in that area and you can see anything at the yeah. Hollywood Bowl, it's an amazing experience. It's a beautifully constructed amphitheater. Isn't that, there a thing like there's a park adjacent <laughs> where you can climb climb there into used the trees? They used to be they were called the tree people. <laughs> and no, seriously. And what we would do is we'd wait for a show, you drive up some back roads, yeah. park your car, walk into the forest, and then you pop up to the back of the bowl, climb up trees and watch concerts. Right. And used to be go up there and smoke some doobies and hang out. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, they, okay. they kind of figured Police that, that out. I, I tried to do that during Radiohead because tickets sold out in sixteen seconds. Yeah. So I tried to do that, and the cops were just smiling at me. Hilarious. Yeah. But what you can do is you, there's benches next to it, so you can hear the music, and you can go picnic. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of cool. That's nice. So I just yeah. drank a shit ton of wine. and There know. has to be some liability. None. No. It's LA. If you get pulled over for drunk driving in L.A., you're a complete asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, I just mean, I just mean if you crawl into a tree smoke a bunch of bowls and drink a bottle of whiskey and fall out of that tree. Hey brother, someone's I, culpable. You know, much like the the hard leaning right wing, it's personal accountability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My body autonomy. <laughs> My bodily is, autonomy is at risk here. Makes sir. me be a douche. Um <laughs> anywho, um a young gentleman, a lovely gentleman, ran up on stage and did oh I can it's like it was a fucking Greg Harrison shoulder fucking spear yeah. and uh, went after him hard, knocked him down. After who? Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Mr. Chappelle. You didn't mention that. Yet. Um, oh, yeah. I said, tackle me Chappelle. Mo. Oh, oh. Uh, but <laughs> it, famous comedian, very irreverent, very on the radar of people nowadays because he has certain views about certain things. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I don't necessarily agree with all of his views. Um, but I'm not going to pretend like I haven't spent hours and hours of my life uh, watching him do comedy, whether it's movies or stand-up. Um, I have a great affinity for him. I think he's a very clever, funny man. Um, obviously, he's 
kind of come under the radar of people that think differently from from him. Um, and then Bobby and I started talking. So the, he gets tackled. The funniest part is Jamie Foxx jumps up on stage and starts chasing the guy with security. Yeah. And it's like the mouse fucking, you know, the cats with the mouse. They get him. They fucked him up. Yeah, they messed I, him I up I saw him on the... Man, fuck, fuck that motherfucker. Good. Um, yeah. I don't... I lost no sleep over that. One funny part is at the end of it, Chris Rock was there as well. He got up on stage, grabbed the mic after it was all over, and he goes, was that Will Smith? Um, <laughs> funny line. Um, but we started talking about it more kind of as a metaphor uh, for things happening right now. What were you... How are you? Well, you, you had some very kind of select things. It was actually the uh, third leg of the podcast that suggested this. Uh, we had a chat thing going on with Sean after the Will Smith. after the Will Smith incursion, and he mentioned that he felt like this could be something that could signal the death of stand up comedy. To which I guffawed and was like, "Okay, Sean," but it this incident makes me realize that. There is a a threat to satire and to parody and to comedy, which is our complete lack of sense of humor about ourselves. We are losing something as a society, I think, in my opinion, when we're not allowed to poke fun at ourselves or to have someone poke fun at us in a respectful way or a moderately disrespectful way. Right. You you made the the delineation of like, but don't be mean. Now, some people could I, construe Dave Chappelle as being mean I, sometimes. I, I agree. But but you know what I meant by don't mean I mean. I do. If you if you go up on stage as a quote unquote comic, point somebody out in the crowd and go, You're fat. You're just a fat dumb bitch. You're a that's not comedy. Which happens. I, I realize. But what I'm all saying the time. is you are no longer a comedian. Yeah. You're a guy with a microphone screaming a obscenities. Yeah. That's not funny. What I'm saying is sometimes jokes don't land. People get upset, and I get that. And you have every right to be upset. But comedy comes from the days of the court jester. This is a guy that used to make fun of himself, make fun of the king, which nobody else could do, was make fun of the king, only the jester. And if he was funny enough, he wouldn't get his fucking head cut off. That was the deal. Be funny. So what's funny, what is funny is if you're not funny and you think you're doing satire or parody, boy, it's a stinky, stinky egg that gets laid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here's the rub. Yes, it's okay to push boundaries and do that. It's not okay for anybody to ever take physical action against you. That means you're a small person who thinks the comedian's talking to you, which... I don't know what kind of narcissist you are. The comedian wrote these jokes before you got in the audience, dickhead. So this has nothing to do with you as a person unless you heckle and they make fun of you. And at that point, everything you, that is said is worth it. A hundred percent. Right. But that joke that he made, that joke that a comic makes about drug addiction was not talking about you or your brother yeah. or your mother. That was something he obviously was going through. So I I don't know what's happened over the years. And I always said to Bobby, when Sean brought this up, I was like, 
Dude, people have been running up on stage on comedians since there's been comedy. There's videos from 30 years ago of guys running yeah. up on stage and trying to take a poke at Bill Hicks. Like Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. This has happened throughout the course of comedy. However, it feels now it's brazen. Um, the guy, by the way, that tackled Chappelle uh, had a gun and a knife, uh-huh. which was scary. Yeah. That could have been a moment in history. Um, but thank God for whatever reason in his whacked out brain, um, you know, we were saying like before when you wanted to see comedy, you'd had to go to a smoky basement. You had to pay money. There was no kind of forewarning about it. You just sat in a room and you listened. Yeah. And now I can be taking a fat dump, pull up my phone and see the last seven comics that just had specials. You know, the availability of that. And I guess in much a way, the availability to get angry about it is. I was about to say, that's the the flip side to this is now it's so easy Mm. to express your uh, concerns. (laughs) I'll call them that to express your dissatisfaction with a with someone's words. Right. It's so easy and which you would think would make it less possible to physically assault someone because you have I don't know how many different ways to express your views <laughs> and get your point across to literally thousands and thousands of people. You're able to put it out there in yet, the world. Yet you feel you feel compelled. Yeah. Now, who knows? This guy might just be a full no. There's mental health issues. Nutter. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? There, there is. There. Yeah. And I've got no doubt. No rational person, no matter how angry, would do that. And by the way, those of us with mental health issues, don't get mad at me for saying the word nutter. But there are times. Yeah. That I, I when don't, my you know. mental health issues cross into another realm yeah. where I'm acting like a fucking nutter. I get crazy and I fight people behind a bar or I <laughs> you kiss taillights. I can't. Yeah. Um. I've done that. They don't kiss back. Well, it's very rare I meet a person that doesn't have some sousant of mental health issue by virtue of trauma, anxiety, chemical imbalance, addiction, um, these are, it's very difficult to find somebody who doesn't have any of those things. I think the world, the pressure of being alive right now, and granted, I'm talking about being a white privileged guy living in the safest town in America. We have the it, easiest life. Easiest life in the world. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that for me. But what I'm saying is I definitely didn't grow up in the middle of fucking South side of Chicago as a black man with a single mom living in the projects. I, I realize that. So I'm just saying if my experience is wrought with difficulty, anxiety, that's exponential for everybody that doesn't have the same opportunities I have. Um, and I think making fun of people in those opportunities is a classless, low-hanging fruit thing. Um, I just think that we have to have the ability to be as satirist. Now, granted, Bobby and I aren't, you know, we're not world-class writers on, you know, we're not writing for fucking, you know, Louis C.K. or doing anything. But <laughs> what? why'd you 
Why'd no, you just, use Louis C.K.? No, I'm, I thought of a great comic. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Uh, maybe a little bit of a hot button topic. <laughs> That's uh, problematic. It's not like we're writing for Jeffrey Epstein or anything. I mean, we talked about it uh, last but, week. <laughs> <laughs> Another hilarious Another individual. hilarious guy. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying, we're not like, but we do do satire. We make fun. We parody. Um, I'll let Bobby describe or or tell you about what's going to be the ad for this week because it's very, very uh, prescient and important to what we're talking about right now. Um, however, um, that we, I was saying comedians seemed like a protected class. If you're a comedian, you were able to get away with saying things that other people wanted to say, don't want to hear, and you were okay. People understood you had a job to do and you were a comedian. That was your, and now it seems like the the, the line has been blurred um, between, you know, Dave Chappelle says something about the trans community, so he must fucking hate trans people and he's a piece of shit and fuck that. The escalation is bananas. Well, and that's a good point. And, bef- and we'll get back to the original point, which was Sean saying this could be the death of comedy or the death of stand-ups. I, do you do you want to say okay? You hear that? I want phrase. your opinion on that. You hear that phrase? I, I think. Oh, I guffawed and I was like, "Oh, Sean, hi." And I don't think Captain anything, overreact. There's <laughs> who Sean? <laughs> uh, Sean's never overreacted. Um, I don't think there will ever be the death of stand-up because it is something for people that do it for. You know, how many times have you heard the story of I was 16 years old sneaking into the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Cellar and I I just wanted to be on the mic? Those people are always going to exist. And regardless of the climate for comedy, they're always going to do it. It will not... Stand up may wane. It may go into a dormancy to a certain extent. I was going to say there's... Without death, there is no rebirth. I mean, it was just Easter couple months ago, so I guess we could talk about wow, that. Wow, super timely. <laughs> Nazareth. Right on track. <laughs> Way to go, Nazareth. Um, I forget that holiday. I know. It's a stupid holiday. It's the mother uh, of all non-holidays. Uh, yeah, but it's also one of the biggest Christian holidays, too. Yeah, well, it's That's a, a big good deal. excuse for, for a bunch of former Jews to make a ham. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was good. Dude. Good for you. Yeah. Um, that was ham funny. is delicious. By the way, ham delicious. It will give you ham bloat, um, which is when you number one cause of <laughs> gout outside of outside of vodka I is wanna, ham. You know, I'm gonna do a new TikTok challenge. <laughs> All you TikTokers out there, I want you to eat 16 ounces of ham Ooh. and then drink 32 ounces of water. And I want you to wait and see what happens. Leave your wedding ring on. <laughs> leave that fucking, leave the fucking ankle bracelet from the courts on. Okay? Because I know you have one right now, you derelicts. Anyway, I don't think it'll be the death of stand-up. I just think, first and foremost, my first thought was where was the security? And I know that's very basic. But honestly, if you're in a climate the way we're in a climate um, of people getting like overreact um, about certain situations, there's a lot of mental health people and a lack of help for those people. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. Thanks, right. This is the right again. We're tying that back in. 
it's basically your fault because you don't want to. It all started with Reagan. Um, it all started with. I remember I was alive. I remember when we went Fuck from that guy. I already said I remember when I went from the one drunk homeless guy in your town where look, it's old fucking Randy or whoever. And then all of a sudden Santa Monica and Venice was covered. Right. Within a fucking year. It was insanity. Ooh, I got a little breaky poo in my yeah. headphones. It's um, fine though. Anywho, anywho, whatever. Bubble, bubble gum and tape. That's our that's lives. What we um, do. That's literally our lives. But <laughs> I don't think it'll be the death of that. It was weird to see. It was uncomfortable. Nobody, nobody got hurt except the guy that tackled Chappelle. Um, it's going to be interesting moving forward. I guarantee you, he's going to have a few more people at his fucking concerts now that he puts on. I totally agree. I think. I mean, not that he needs the help. I mean, Dave Chappelle is... Uh, He's pretty yokey kind now. Of a, kind of a popular comedian. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying in but general. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, nothing is going to cancel that man out of... No. In fact... He only grows as the controversy grows because That's why he he's just smart enough to withstand and rise above and needle you just a little bit. And we talked about it what last week when we talked about Louis. Very similar circumstances. Louis yeah. can come out and lean into it in a smart way. Not a lot of comics can. Not a lot of comics can do that. But um, do you think? Interesting question. Do you think that the next tier down comics? Like Tom Segura, like, do you think they up their security because um, of this? I seriously, do at they some add point, a few that's, more guys? At some point, that's going to have to happen, probably. And those guys tend to ride a different edge, though they they're still on the edge, dude. They are. They still get um, people mad, dude. Do you think their profile is big enough to get? I don't know. You're talking about 16,000, 18,000-seat are- uh, arenas getting filled. I know. Multiple I know. nights. That's interesting. That's a good point. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I think I would, if, especially if I had a family, if I was like, you know, if I'm 22 and I'm, a, I'm fucking Dane Cook putting fingers in my butt and making people laugh, maybe that's one thing. But if you're a 40-year-old guy that's been in the business for 20 years and have a family... Maybe you take some of that money and buy a few more security guys. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, but it's interesting. Those guys tend to. I listen to like Kreischer and Segura and those guys. I don't listen to. Joe I don't Rogan. listen to Kreischer anymore. I yeah, Kreischer's wearing me out. It's like, horrible. It's the same jokes over and over again. It's bad. Um, Segura, I find very very funny. Segura is um, hilarious because Segura is a very smart man. Yeah, he is. Kreischer. Is it, he's a re, he, well, he's just a dumb, fun idiot. He's a I re, mean, re. I would hang out with Kreischer. He's a rerun. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. He he's is a rerun. It's the same dude. It's okay to do a show with your shirt on. No, now he can. He branded himself. You know, that. that's you the most hilarious now part. You tie it in. But he's the big, dumb, fat frat guy that would you know fart in somebody's fucking face, and he's that guy. I don't want to get off in the weeds about Whatever. comedians and their yeah, style. Sorry. Burt Kreischer is a good storyteller. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think he's a craftsman oh, no. when it comes to comics. But Segura is. Segura is. Yeah, in fact, I think Segura is the heir apparent to Louis C.K. and his style of comedy. I agree. Um, Very we'll acerbic. See if, that, see if that plays out. But that's not going to die. Tying it back in. Dovetailing right. it back in. So the reason we brought this up. There are moments in life 
when one has to look in the mirror, even though Aaron and I have blacked out our mirrors because we're tired we're of looking at shiva. our- We're sitting shiva. We're so tired of looking at our COVID <laughs> Dude, bodies. What did I say? I said, every time I look in the mirror, I think an old man broke into my house. That's that's literally every mirror experience with me. I know. I walk into the bathroom. Who's that fat guy? Ah! <laughs> every time. There's a fat guy in my bathroom and he's huge. <laughs> um, the reason we brought this up is because sometimes we have to self-scout. And I'm going to get into self-scouting in my Pearl this week as well. Ooh, son, but, um, tie it together. I thought it would be fun for us on the whiskey reel to self-scout ourselves and I know that weird alliteration, but it's super weird. Um, and look at some of the things that we've done. And one in particular, because Dave Chappelle, the most controversial thing about Dave Chappelle, amongst many things, is his views on uh, the trans the, community, the trans movement yeah. and the trans community. Yeah. And he's been very outspoken and. Unfortunately, some of his comedy about it is kind of funny. No, it's cringy, though, too. But it's always cringy. Super cringy. It's always cringy. So we did an ad. God, it's been two years probably. Yeah, so this was an ad we did a year and a half to two years ago, back when old Pupillary Distance was was on the show with us. That would be Chuddy Buddy, Sean Moe. The Budster. The Budster. Um. Uh, this was something we came up in lieu of the Dr. Seuss controversy that if you guys remember a couple years ago, year and a half ago, Dr. Seuss pulled some books because he had such inflammatory racial shit in the books yeah. that I'm surprised nobody noticed it till now. They were in books that weren't as big as the Lorax and Cat in a the Hat. They were in some like... Off brand. Green eggs and ham. Yeah. They weren't in any of those. No. It was in some less better selling books. And the right lost their fucking mind because they never have an opportunity not to bring something up that means nothing to get people angry. That's their MO, guys. Well, that was their lines. Oh, they're going to cancel Dr. Seuss 70 years later. Yeah. And there's going to be rapes in bathrooms of trans people. Yeah. They love it. They just love saying words. They're really good on saying words. Yeah, they're great um, at it. They're great at it. So at the time, they can't it was spell it. Obviously, <laughs> um, at the time, or they they obviously don't know how to get rid of evidence either. Um, at, at the t- yeah. yeah, at the time, this was a big thing, and every right wing person was railing against. Oh, look at them cancel culture and the woke <laughs> and woke woke. And if you go woke, you go broke and. Boy, they love these little phrases they come up with that mean absolutely nothing in real life. So this is something we did in response to the overreaction by the right to getting rid of racially insensitive books by the publishers. Right. And so we tried to create a situation based on a Dr. Seuss ideal that was about something that's more prevalent in our culture, which is the trans community yeah. and people that lash out at the trans community. And the conceit behind this whole ad was what would happen if Dr. Seuss wrote a book about someone that was transphobic. And his life lessons that he and learned. It, exactly. And we thought it was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I still think it. We just listened to it. We just and listened to it again. It and made me laugh again. 
first of all, no matter how you feel about this, and we're going to ask for your feedback on this. We need you. That's why we're doing this. In fact, I'm going to send it out to to everyone I know. Okay. Because I want feedback on this because we want to talk about it. Is this okay? Is this okay? Can we poke fun? And also the overall arc of it being we're kind of making fun on how people look at this issue, not the people involved in the issue. It's so clearly our attempt to make the people that are transphobic look like children. Get it? Dr. Seuss, children. We're making fun of transphobes. That was the entire impetus of this bit. Um, And I think it comes across really well. I think it was performed well. It's funny. And it rhymes. It, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We're going to go to break. Yeah, man. We are going to go smoke one of those shitty cigarettes, which uh, might well, be my last. You this don't might smoke be my anymore. Last. I don't smoke anymore. And I noticed that they taste like shit now. Every every week you go, these are starting to taste bad. They That one really, t- this might well, be good. the last one. Good for you. I don't know. It's good. We'll talk about this. Just later. don't throw a clot smoking it. But guys, we're going to play this ad for you. Um, I'm not lying. I think it's funny. It also grazed the lines in yeah. a couple of little moments. Look what a because, year and a half or two years Because does. we're taking a poke at, at a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. But I think it's good hearted. And I think our intentions are incredibly pure. So we want some feedback, guys. So give us, you know. A minute of your time. Take a listen, and uh, we'll talk about it when we get back. New from Penguin Random House and Dr. Seuss Enterprises. While we've removed several books from our catalog, we're excited to bring you a new, modern vision of Dr. Seuss. Our first release, coming this April, Transphobie Toby, the story of a young resident of Hermaphrotown who learns the importance of tolerance. Boys have humdingles, and girls have a gash. Keep what you have. Don't throw it in the trash. Poor Phoebe Toby. He thinks like a boomer. He's sending death threats to Senator Schumer. Available for pre-order exclusively at DurangoHerald.com. Use the promo code PREOP to lop off 20%. And stay tuned for our May release when we'll be sending out non-binary Harry. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> well, that was fun. So much fun. Guys, you can reach out to the Whiskey Reel, and never before have I asked this directly as a call to action. We want feedback on this. And yeah, I'm going to be reaching out to all you guys on social media. Um, next week, I will be posting that in its entirety because we actually want to hear what, not what you think. We want to know how this made you feel. No. That's it. Yep. How do you do that? You can reach out to us via voicemail, 970-426-5344. Please don't shoot us. 970-426-5344. Our security will break your arm. We'll fuck you up. Without question. Yeah, for sure. You can send us an email. That's long form at whiskeyreel <laughs> at gmail.com. Send a carrier pigeon. Absolutely. Yeah. We are on Twitter. We are back on Instagram. Yeah, I am bruv. getting that back up and running. Uh, the only difference is... 
it is not at Whiskey Reel like it used to be. We are at the Whiskey Reel on Instagram. I will be sending out mad invites and follows and all that good stuff because we're going to try to rebuild that community. Good friend of the podcast, Mr. Sean Moriarty, Moriarty fucked that account up pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He we, put his thick tongue. He in the thick fucking... tongue the shit out of that. <laughs> no, um, but we are back. I'm going to be posting a lot of our oldest, bestest hits on there, Word. and new content will be arriving on our Instagram shortly. Yeah. So we are dying for feedback because screaming into the void is not our style. Uh. <laughs> um, also to that, we do have a voicemail this week. Oh yeah. Solid we have an brother. old friend of the podcast decided to reach out Interesting. and uh, send us a little message. Let's see which, what, let's see what's pop a loppin. Uh, you guys probably remember my good friend, John Brown. Oh, John Brown. A.K.A. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. A.K.A. Cousin Bobby. Cousin Bobby. Cousin Bobby. <laughs> Bo- Bobby's cousin Bobby. Uh, <laughs> no, he wanted to reach out and kind of let us know what was going on in his life a okay. little bit. And he promises more of these little visits. So Quips. Let's take a listen to Mr. John. Hey, fellas. Uh, it's John Brown again. I just called, and uh, mid-voicemail, I got pulled over by a very nice gentleman. Uh, he's a police officer. Um, because I'm white, he did not attack me at all. Very nice. In fact, I got off with the warning. It was a wonderful experience. Being white is the fucking coolest. Anyway, um... Yeah, been a while since I've called in. Just wanted to touch base. Let you know that I'll be calling in from time to time. Um, I've been working on a lot of good characters. Um, I got this one I've been working on called Brother Bobby. Um, I got one that I'm working on called uh, Father Bobby. Uh, I got a Sister Bobby that I've been doing. Um, and then uh, then uh, Uncle Roberta. Or whatever reason. So, <laughs> I'm just blabbing on. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's, I expect nothing else. That is classic John Brown. Old JB. Uh, He's a beautiful guy. Dude, he makes me laugh every single time. And I hope things are well for him. He's a very fucking cool man. Maybe we'll delve into that. Bobby and I were talking about doing a little bit of a whiskey reel addendum with some of our favorite people and just doing strictly interview um, as an kind of an adjunct extra content sort of piece to what we're doing. Cause all of you guys that listen, um, even you guys that we don't know about, we, we tend to attract a particular flavor we do of person. We and have all of you guys. Yeah. Ho, ho, for ho, sure. Ho. And all of you guys are interesting and all of you guys have a story and we may be leaning on that going forward. So, um, Hey, before we move into media, yeah, I, I need to know, what do you think about the hard I am not ginger mad. kombucha? Flying embers, hard kombucha, sparkling botanical tea. Um, in case you were wondering and you were, it is 7%. 
So it is knocking your dick in the dirt. They have some eight percenters as well. <laughs> Sweet Christ. This is ginger with turmeric and oak. I'm not entirely upset at this. It, it doesn't taste it like... It doesn't have the scoby. The, it doesn't have the, 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 the gooey. The vinegar is not there necessarily. I think mm-hmm. the ginger kills that. Possibly. So I'll talk about this a little bit more in my pearl, but uh, I've been in, indulging myself in kombucha. Right. Yeah. And uh, ginger seems to be the one thing that absolutely makes it not taste like kombucha. Ginger because kombucha so- tastes like douche. Uh, it yeah. tastes like mess and gill. It. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've ever just sat around and drank mess and gill, but oh my uh, God. <laughs> uh, is that even a brand anymore? Or are we dating I ourselves? No. Okay. Um, oh my for God. those of you who know, you know, those commercials will make you tear up though. From what, <laughs> from what I understand, <laughs> don't douche. No, that's what it's I've. The worst. It's thing horrible you can do. for you, right? Your body has stuff in it to deal with that issue. It remi- always reminds me. And if you're dealing with something that is so <laughs> fucking brutal, one lifestyle choices are probably playing <laughs> yeah. a role. It in could that. be vaginosis. Of it's course. A- there could be something that you just need a shot or a pill. Yeah, you I don't take know. Like a supplement. Or. I don't like- know. We've killed Planned Parenthood, so yeah. we can kill anything. We'll never know the answer to these questions. We've killed the will of the majority, so we can kill anything. Yeah, wow. I always harken back to the, and you guys all know this lyric from De La Soul. De La Soul is dead. Biddy's at the BK Lounge. Why don't you pour that soda down your pants and let the acid kill the smell that should have been left to Massengill? Oh, wow. Uh, great line. Uh, Was that MC Candida? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was True Goy. Okay. The Dove. Uh, I just had to show MCs. off that I know the word Candida. Yeah. I uh, went to school with a girl named Candida. Her name was Candida. I'm not even kidding. Incredibly unfortunate. That is in my high school. She wore it like a chip on her shoulder. Why did they hate their child so much? No, she was a lovely girl. Um, (laughs) Hey, what have you been watching and or listening to, Brother, let's knock the easy shit out of the park. We always like to knock the 75 mile an hour fastball right down the middle. You just stroke it right out of the park. The Moon Knight series finale. Were you happy or unhappy? And maybe the series finale. I think Apparently they're, they're not. On. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And it, which makes sense. It makes total sense. They wanted to establish this character for future Marvel properties. And boy, howdy. Um, that finale. Fuck you. Was awesome. How good was it? Was I? Am I nuts? I loved it. I loved it. So good, dude. Yeah. They left a little room for the antagonist to come back, potentially. Potentially. Um, but just as a character. Although, well, I don't. There's no spoilers. Well, no spoilers. All I will there's say There's a post credit scene that. Yes. Super dope. Super dope. Um, what was cool about this, if you guys haven't watched Moon Knight, you might have. You should have. If not by now, go watch it. It's six episodes. It's super fun. It is a. And I hate to call this a tour de force on a Marvel property, but Oscar Isaac is everything yeah. in the world. 
in this series. He is so fucking good in this role. It's mind blowing. It just shows how where his chops are at as an actor. Um, that being said, it was super beautiful. Um, it made sense. It was a lot more cerebral than other Marvel properties. It made you take time and learn the character. And I think they were doing this obviously for the future, but it was so much fun. The action was so fucking cool. Um, his counterpart, the other avatar, I always forget her name was fucking awesome. I know I forget her too. Um, and then she had such a crazy cool turn. Ah! It kind of came out of nowhere. It was so I, dope. I felt like that was rushed. We could have had a, nah, an entire know, episode. I, it felt, it felt as good. To why she became amazing. It felt great though. It, it felt great. Such a good um, reveal. Her costume was fucking incredible, man. Incredible. Um, <laughs> she looked great. He looked great. The fact that they were changing back and forth between Mark and fucking Steven, Steven. back and forth, their costumes in the middle of a battle. I'm like, no, I got it. No, I got it. And it was just, it was a really well-directed, well-written, thoughtful Marvel property. And I can't The best thing that's more. happened since WandaVision, in my opinion, it, as easily, far as the, easily. you know, uh, Disney Plus properties. I, I just hope we get to see more of that character, and I know we I, will. I think we will. Um, they introduced... I don't want to... I'm not going to give you any, any spoilers. Let's just say there might be another altar inside his psyche. Just saying. And uh, it's... Anyone that's a Marvel fan knows exactly what I'm talking Dope about, but I don't want to... Super fucking crazy and weird and cool. And cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a fun ride with this character. Um, the other thing that's uh, just lit my fucking fire, and I haven't talked about it. I can see it on it. your notes. And I can tell you right now, I haven't watched it yet, but I am champing. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't talked about this because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, there is a property on, is it Prime or Netflix? Uh, God, I'm so bad. I with think it's primes. It's prime. I think, no, it's prime. It is prime. And and Rex right now is laughing because I always go, "Is this? We've watched 27 episodes. Is this on Hulu? Or because we're bouncing around all the time." That being said, there is an amazing thing that came out recently. Now there's six or seven or eight episodes in. I've seen them all. It's called Outer Range. It when you look at the actors involved, if you're a geek, it makes you do nothing but smile. Um, Josh Brolin, number one, I'm in. Yeah, Lily Allen, number two, I'm in. Uh, Imogene Poots, who has the most unfortunate name in celebrity history for such a creature, and she of is, the night. <laughs> no, she is a force yes. in this and then uh not lastly and i forget his name and i'm sorry i do but for all of you guys that love Shit's creek um which oh uh yeah daniel's um, da- da- well david david yeah. sorry sorry i said daniel david's husband well they become married but david's love interest in the show who's also an amazing singer his name is um, noah reed noah reed Carol um, just texted me that from prison. Thanks. Uh, thanks, She's got Carol. a burner. Thanks, Care Bear. Um, 
She's with MS-13, by the way. I know, so She's man. carrying Woo. big weight. Uh, this show, guys, it's going to piss you off a little bit in the beginning. And all I do is I please, please hang with it. It's a character study in the beginning. It is very subdued, internal acting, not a lot of fucking dialogue, not a lot of fire. It's more intriguing. Um, and then it is a slow burn into a fucking blockbuster build. It is sci-fi. It is drama. Um, it is as good as anything that I've seen on TV. And it's funny because Rex and I were sitting back going, look at the last two years of TV with Lovecraft Country, with them, with uh, fucking, dude, how many, with the Ozarks, uh, with, uh, I mean, we've had, you know, and I know everybody likes to go back to the days, oh, Sopranos and Star Trek and listen. The, the Wire. La- the, the Wire. The last two years of television have garnered some of the best things that have been captured with a lens ever. Yeah. There's been so much good work. Barry and fucking. Oh my gosh. There has been so much good work done by so many people. So much fun shit that might be a limited Marvel, Disney Plus included. There's a lot of really cool shit coming out on TV. Yellow Jackets, the others. Like there's been so much good TV. It's kind of like we're overwhelmed almost with. How many of you out there are going through going, well, I got to catch up on dot, dot, dot. I got to catch up on dot, dot, dot. And there's so much good television. I'm telling you guys, Outer Range, if you're a fan of Josh Brolin, and if you're not, then you're just a bad person. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? He was in the Goonies. Jesus Christ. No country. He's Cable. He's He's Cable. Fucking Thanos. Mother. Fucker. Yeah, come on. If you're so, not on board with fucking and Josh he's Brolin, brilliant in this. then you aren't even hearing this because you clearly hate our <laughs> podcast. Because you yeah. hate things that are funny and cool. <laughs> he spends five episodes being as subdued, as minimal, um, as introspective. And then these characters who play Wyoming ranchers. And I know, stay with me, but it turns this is not Yellowstone. mega sci-fi. By the way, remember this is a sci-fi show, yes. and it's and it is Amazon. By the way, to show, I looked Amazon. it's okay. Amazon, and it, and they show their cards towards the end, and it gets fucking wild and wacky and amazing and introspective and very metaphorical. And it, it do yourself a favor, spend your time doing this. If you're at home going, well, I don't really want to watch this, and we all do it. Give this show a chance. I know the first couple episodes, they're going to be brilliantly acted and the characters are going to be a little bit hard to define. Give it some time. It's a payout, man. It's fucking great. They just got picked up for season two because duh. And Lily Allen, go fuck yourself. You forget how good she is. Um, Brilliant. It's a brilliant show. It is really beautifully done. I can't say enough about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can't wait to watch it. It's one of those shows that when I saw the trailer... You knew. Well, and I beyond that, I knew so much that I 
I want all of it because mm. I know I'm going to want to watch the whole thing like on a I on a I, Sunday. No, you know what I mean? Because you're going to just nom, 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 yeah. nom, nom, yeah. nom, 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 I don't want to um, watch three episodes no. and then wait. No, I wait. It's um, we're so wait. spoiled. I, I we're so spoiled. God, things are so oh. different now. It's so um, different. Before we move into like music and other stuff, yeah. as a postscript to what you were saying, uh, Barry. <laughs> uh, I've I've seen the first couple of seasons. I'm not caught up. I am on I am on the first episode of the third season. Okay, I have not delved. I have not because I know once I do it, that's all I'm watching. I saw on an interview with of all people Dan Patrick, because um, I watch him every morning. I know bed. you do. Yeah, because he's fucking amazing. He's the best interview <laughs> in the business. Other than Mark Marin, Dan Patrick is the best interviewer in the game. He's great. He brings on Bill Hader, who's been on that show like a dozen times. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. Bill Hader loves going on the Dan Patrick show for some fucking that makes reasons. Sense. Super fucking weird. Right. But he gets such gems from fucking Hater. Right. And he loves Barry. He's been talking about Barry for months because he's so excited about the sure. show to come back and blah, blah, blah. It turns out, according to Hater, right. that as they're filming this show, they have a very broad outline of like where things are kind of oh, going to end impro- up. Don't tell me. It's not impro- improv. It's they make it up that week. They're like, they film an episode and then they're like, so what happens now? And they come up with an idea. Fuck you. Yeah. Where like Patrick was like, well, I've been in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. Like, why haven't I gotten the call? I want to be on Barry. Of course he Completely does. tongue in cheek. And, you know. And, next and Hater's you know. just like, yeah, yeah. You can totally come on Barry. Like, just let me know what we'll you want to. We'll just work it into the show. He's like, you can't play Dan Patrick, but like, <laughs> we'll. But- Put you, you can, in the show, no yeah. doubt about it, because yeah. they fucking kind of make it up as they go along. The, the, and it, like the talent on that show, from an acting bro, standpoint, it's insane. Is bananas, dude. Um, it is one of the best shows that nobody. Well, they're winning Emmy after Emmy, but still not enough people know about it. Um, so go watch some good TV. Don't watch dumb shit. There's plenty of good stuff to watch. Even when you're at home and you're doing your dumb shit, you don't have to go to a theater necessarily. But there's enough good shit on TV to keep you occupied that won't rot your brain. So, uh, (laughs) I was going to bring a song and I decided I didn't want to get made fun of again. Why? Because... (laughs) what was it? Because I'm Bobby? still just listening to Women in Rock. <laughs> you were so Heim. good. I'm still just. Are listen- you still listening to Heim? I'm going to do a retrospective episode that's all about this album. Oh my god, it's that fucking good. I love it I, so dude, much. But I don't. Why would? By you the way, think- you would love it too because they spent a lot of time singing about like L.A. and it's like really classic rocky and it's. I, I don't I don't know I don't You're such a stand dude I am a huge I'm standing oh no they're getting letters <laughs> <laughs> with DNA attached yeah. or, they're yeah. gonna change the thing from Stan to Bobby <laughs> when when the next album comes out you must be a Bobby for these guys I am a Bobby <laughs> are you a super Bobby for Heim? <laughs> yeah yeah brother. yeah I love 100%. it be, you 100%. know what live in your skin my dude 
I, I'm proud of you. I just think they're awesome, man. They're like the second coming of the Pretenders, but they're actually a little. I'll say it. They're a little better, dude. Oof. <laughs> do, do not. No one in that band blasphemy. No one in that band sings like Chrissy, Chrissy Hine. Hine. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Come on, obviously. But they're a little slightly more heavyweight, and they have better noses, right? And they, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did I get you? Bro. Did I get you? <laughs> so, oh, by the way, uh, so we're not before we move on to you. No. No. I'm not going to subject that's you guys fine. to my shitty pop music. Oh, stop. It's fucking great, though, man. It's <laughs> so good. It's their best album yet. Fucking play it. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I just got some feedback from a friend of the podcast and a constant listener which is not true i don't think she's ever heard whatever an episode that she hasn't been on friend of the podcast um knuckles jackie ben zachary oh i'm sorry jacqueline jacqueline <laughs> uh we saw her at the wine festival on we saturday with, with sir blake crouch yeah of the um rock ridge crouches <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, of the aztec crouches yeah um she says this is so knuckles okay bitch dot 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 like maverick that. comes out on may 26th oh you and i are going to see it and then we are immediately Podcasting. doing a podcast all right put it in the fucking book brother I'm so, going to just step back and make sure that you guys don't kill each other. First of all, we're going to need chaperones. Yeah, of course. Because I don't want to get into a big fight with Jackie. No. Because she will win. Listen, By the way, s- side note, yeah. how beautiful was Jackie on Saturday? Yeah. That gorgeous dress. Blake looked n- natty as hell. You're, super stylish. You were you're such a fucking no, stand, dude. They... They you looked are. great. You are. They looked and like I, a, no, and I they love you like, for loving your friends. They looked like an incredibly happy, put together couple. <laughs> it was really pleasant. I, on the other hand, was there with my lovely ex girlfriend, <laughs> which we had so much fun. By the way, we had so much fun. You were, it was a fun day. It was a really fun day. It was rowdy. No um, matter where you're at, if you have a chance to go to the grand tasting of the, the Durango wine experience, of the Durango um, wine experience, it's a shit show. And fly it's, out, and it's only for professionals because if you think you're going to roll in and do damage, we are better than you at it. Yeah, you're not um, going to hang. You're, you're, you're not, not going to hang. That's 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 my Christmas Eve, and you're not going to ruin my Christmas Eve. Granted, um, after that, I quit drinking for six straight days. Yeah. Because my whole body hurts. And yet, here we are. Yeah. So. Back in the saddle. Oh, <laughs> so we usually one, yeah we usually circle around and make sure that we know what we're doing on this podcast. Yeah. I know you have a song, but I don't have a fucking clue as to what I it will, is. I will tell you. And while I tell you, I'm going to give it to you. And then while you're looking for it, I'll, I'll talk. That is perfect. Great. There is a group called Czarface, C-Z-A-R face. I had a feeling this is what it was. They're comprised of three people. It is Esoteric, which is also known as Esso. There is a gentleman, if you've never heard of him, named Inspected Deck, which is the Rebel INS, which is one of the original fucking members of a little group called Wu-Tang Clan. And then there is the producer, 7L. 
which is dope because L7 is a square 7L. You guys get it. Love it. What's the title of this track? Fearless and Inventive. And this is featuring Cool Keith, which, look, we're, we're talking about three MCs here that the fact that they're on a track together makes like like my inside child cry. <laughs> cool Keith was the other coast's version of MF Doom. Yep. Um, came out with fucking hamburgers and Black Elvis. Um, cool and Doctor Octagon and Cool Keith was, you know, famously tried to write a whole a whole fucking album without rhyming. That was like his. You know, he he's a nutter, and I say that respectively. Bobby talked about nutter earlier. He is, I mean, I don't know if he's, like, actually has issues. This is just, he's a way out fucking, he's a way out dude, man. Um, he's been hip-hop royalty for a long time. He's been doing it different. Like, when guys were DOS effects in it with, you know, fucking Timberlands and fucking trying to be all hardcore. He was putting on a black pompadour and trying to, he's a different guy. And he reminds me a lot of MF. I know there's a lot of overlap that Venn diagram between those guys is a lot of overlap, but the fact that he's with SO and INS who's our face put on, have put out their last four albums have been absolute bangers. I wish they got more attention. Uh, SO was only getting better as an MC uh, Inspect a Deck is as good as he's ever been, and 7L producing his tracks feel good. They're bangeriskies. And the fact that they got Cool Keith on this made me smile and made me grab my heart, not because I have a palpitation, just because I have feelings inside of me. And um, he sounds like Cool Keith. It's dope. It may not be the best track on this fucking album, but listen to the album. It's called Zarmageddon. All their shit is based off of comic books. Uh, for every hero needs a villain. Like they, Esso is a huge, he owns a comic book shop in New York. He's a huge nerd. Um, yep. One of the first guys to talk about, like, like famously on one of the Zarfaces albums, it's him, it's his two sons talking about who shot first, Greedo or Han Solo. <laughs> and it's the cutest thing in the world. He's a deep, deep, deep nerd. Um, and we love him for it. He's one of us, uh, paired with one of Wu-Tang's finest. Cool Keith, this is called Fearless and Inventive. Higher like a bounty hunter, coming out Rambo, top notch, switch attack, they can't handle, seek with the eye. I ride around in the coop, F you, predator, not slick competitors, mediocre metaphor, rock that type of object, cater so weak, surprise them on contact, catch them on the foreback, damage like a sword that don't stop, tick tock, watch them like a wristwatch, get your style pickpock, never rock a G-shot, on and off. Bank shot. Where he at? Who she with? That simp right there. No shit. Apprehend. I'm a win. Okay, so we use the term on this show a lot. Head nodder. This is... we Without our minds even knowing... <laughs> Which is usually most of the time. All of... Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> we sat here, both of us, just nodding our heads frantically... 
in fucking in, that is such a great track man fire dude like, and i know is, you hate fire but it really is yeah like uh, people have to i don't understand. hate fire it's just we use that word a lot. It's fine, but it, it's so appropriate. <laughs> but that is that is fire. Babe. Just that is because such we a bring great track. good music to the peoples. Honestly, I can't wait to go home and listen to that. The whole, whole album is thirty eight minutes. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, but they bring so much heat so quickly, um, dude. As they have. They had a moment after uh, For Every Hero Needs a Villain, which was their like apex. They had a little bit of a kind of mm, not their best work. They shot right back up with this one. The first track out of the box is called DDT. It's amazing. So big up Zarface, Real Hip Hop. Always big ups to Real Hip Hop. I love that. Man. I love that. So, well, you already have your pearls, right? I mean, yeah, I mean outlined, yeah, I and I'm gonna I'm gonna refer it back to the theme of this show, okay? Which is self scouting. Mm. Um, I had a moment on Saturday uh, when we were getting ready for the wine festival, and I'm getting dressed, and I grab my wine festival shirt. <laughs> you know the one <laughs> you know the one but it was like it's like i traditionally always wear it and i put it on i was like all right still fits and I kept button it and i'm like yeah did you right. have to and then i was like oh shit <laughs> this shirt doesn't fit anymore oh my god just in one one little snug button and was it was it always the a midsection it was always a snug shirt right but i liked how that looked sure you know what i mean um, and I just, I realized in that moment, I was like, you know what, Bobby, COVID is over. <laughs> stop making excuses. You got to stop making excuses <laughs> for being a fat, drunk piece of shit. You got to stop now. <laughs> I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not. <laughs> Cause yeah, I, I mean, and, and look, I see y'all around town. Like a lot of people have swollen during the last couple of years because we've been stuck in our homes. Yeah. We've been (laughs) day drinking like motherfuckers because we had an excuse to do so. Yeah, man. But most of all the smart people. Yes, I'm talking to you. The smart people are vaccinated and boosted. Yeah, bro. And you can go out in public now. The problem is when you go out in public and you just go to your local deli and quote unquote work all day and have like 10 gin and sodas is just saying no longer a lifestyle choice that we can afford. And by we, I mean my big fat ass. (laughs) So, you know, I, I think I'm still a, a You're strapping gentleman. I'm on, I am, but strapping lad. I'm, also, I need to stop strapping on that feedback hey. when I go home and I, you know, order Domino's or I order DoorDash and I sit on my ass all night playing Spider Man on PlayStation, which by the way is amazing. It's Sean's fault. But so I made a couple of choices. One, the day drinking thing, done. I'm not doing it. Also, I'm not drinking every day. That's crazy because we've all been doing it. Even yeah. if it's like yeah. I just need to crack like three seltzers or whatever just to make myself feel <laughs> like a human. 
I don't need that shit every day. You know no. what I mean? That's why, I mean, we, have, that's why we have And weed. just taking off, you know, doing your sober October or doing your dry February. Not just do it all the time. Just be smart about making the decisions that you make. Um, I'm eating more natural foods. I'm drinking kombucha now, <laughs> which apparently. With alcohol. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I mean, at home, oh, regular at kombucha. home, it's just right. regular kombucha. When I'm here with you, uh, we get the boozy kombucha. Just saying. But no, I got, um, there's a company called GT's. Um, I think they call it like the elixir or some shit like that, but it's really delicious. Uh, I always, I got a jug in my fridge at all times now. Crunchy fuck. Um, I love you. That shit smells more like vinegar. Sure. For sure. But that's what it, Um, that's what it does. It's like mother's. Yeah. And I'm getting like weird sorts of bursts of energy all of a sudden because I'm not (laughs) drinking as much because I'm actually, yeah, it's crazy, right? Like not pumping my body full of depressants every day. Seems to God, be making a weird like? difference. Yeah, I don't know. Like? I might live to see fifty. I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't count your chickens. No, I'm not. <laughs> Honestly, if I get sh- if I get killed, it's going to be from a bullet from some pissed it, off boyfriend. It's going to be a woman. No, yeah. not a boyfriend. Oh no, it's going to be the woman. Oh boy. Yeah, it's going to be the woman. Dude. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll Bank. tell you next week what happened in my life. Pink on it, brother. On, on those. <laughs> um, I've learned over the last few weeks, I've got a beautiful daughter. She's like the sweetest child. She she's is. not the she's great. T- typical like meh, 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 meh. She's a really well-behaved child. I have to learn how to not over-parent to the point where they're in fear of making a mistake. I think people my age, which is old, overreact because we think we're being too lenient. So we have to be what we grew up with, being parents. Like, we grew up with, like, do your fucking homework, eat your food, do your chores. Like, that was our lives. And if you're not of that age group, that's cool. But a lot of you out there understand what I'm saying. And if you didn't do that, you got in trouble. Um, I I want to make sure that my kid has a really strong basis of work ethic and accountability and responsibility. But I also have to make sure, like, she did something today that was, it was one of those things where you tell your kid, like, don't put your hand in the hole. And they're like, I won't. But like, don't put your hand in the hole, because if you do, bad things can happen. And she was like, yeah, I know. Okay. So she put her hand in the hole, and then a bad thing happened, and she was literally a wreck. When I talked to her today, I picked her up. She was in tears, like so stressed out because she mm-hmm. put her hand in the hole, so to speak. Um, I don't want to ever make her feel like that, where it's like this like crisis situation for her. So what I would say, a lot of you are parents out there. We want to be good parents and like teach them work ethic. 
But we can't put them to the point where they're so fucking apprehensive to make a mistake that they either lie to you or have a full come apart when they do. It should just be a mistake. And in return, you should be understanding enough to make them understand that. Yeah. Sweetheart, you just put your hand in a hole. And sometimes we all do that. Stop. You don't need to have a full fucking anxiety attack. You, we all put daddy put his hand in his in the hole last week and it didn't work out for him. Um, it's a learn. Too much pressure on your kids, especially you older people out there, because we all grew up harder and more like regimented. Um, they I don't know if they need all that pressure at the moment. So I don't know. I may it gave me pause. I like that. Yeah. Also, next week's episode titled Hand Don't in put the your Hole. Hand in the Hole. 